Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. Today we are studying the second half of the prophet Ezekiel chapter 20. That's Ezekiel Navi Yechazkel 20b. In the first half, God had told the prophet to speak to the people, told him what to say, and God essentially gave the people a review of history. And the review was a review of how God had chosen the the nation of Israel when they were downtrodden, when they were in Egypt, they were not um, in the greatest moral condition at the time. And God tried to teach them, teach them the proper way. And instead they rebelled, instead they followed their own ways, instead they followed idols, instead they, they followed the path of corruption and selfishness and arrogance. God wanted to destroy them on several occasions, but instead he decided rather than defile his own name by having the world see that these people that he just chose, these people that he's given a special path to, he's already destroying them. God said, no, I'll have some patience. I'll give them another chance. I gave them laws. I gave them rules. I gave them the Torah at Sinai, trying again to teach them the proper path. But again, they rebelled to the extent that they even rebelled by the most awful, awful, awful thing of child sacrifice. This, this is, is the ultimate path when one follows um, idols and follows the concept and the idea that gods are there to be appeased rather than what God is trying to teach us, which is that there's, we can't appease God, but rather God wants us to be better people. God wants us to lead better lives. Ultimately, when one follows the path of appeasement of gods, one ends up thinking that he or she should give to that God the thing that's most precious to them, even to the extent of child sacrifice. Now, um, let's continue. We're up to verse 27. God talked about his patience of the people throughout their sojourn through the desert. And now he's going to say, even after I brought you into the land of Israel. So, so verse 27, I want you to speak to the people, Ben Adam, human being. In other words, you, Ezekiel, speak to the people of Israel. And say to them as follows, So says the Lord your God, Your, your forefathers did even worse, did even more towards me when they... Um, Gidfu is to say bad things, to, to insult me when they rebelled against me. When I brought them into the land, which I raised my hand, in other words, I was generous to give that land to them, the land of Israel. And what did they do? The first thing when they saw the land, they looked at every high place, we already know that the high places, the mountaintops, was where they set up their t temples to the various idols of Hal Eitzavot, and every um, tree with uh, with lots of uh, leaves and branches, every um, thick, large tree. We know that they would worship underneath the trees. We've seen this several times again by and that's where they brought their sacrifices. And that is where they um, they brought their 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 sacrifices, which are so angering to me. That by uh, and that's where they placed their 
smells, their incense to their gods, and that's where they poured their libations out to these idols. And I told them, What is this Bama? Bama is a word for an altar or a shrine or a temple to a god. It also refers to a Bama, which was is used... Um, uh, in the worship of God, but not the temple. So originally, prior to the temple being built, uh, God would be uh, worshipped on a bama, but God instructed the people not to do bamot, but only to worship God in the temple itself. God limited the locations and areas for that service to the, the, the temp service of, of sacrifices to God to be, and said only in the temple, only in the proper context. But these bamot were built to other gods, they were built to idols, and even when they were built ostensibly to the God of Israel, they were still called a bama. Moha bama. So God says, I said to you, what is this bama? Now bama, Rashi understands this to mean, uh, it's interesting to mean, um, uh, bame, God is saying, what is this? I don't want this. What is this? What, important, what, what, what uh, importance is this? That's one way of understanding this word Bama. Uh, the Radak has a little bit of a different understanding of this. When, in other words, I told you, right, um, to worship me in this temple. Maha Bama, what is this this thing that you're building for me here? This is not what I wanted. This Bama is on a high place. I asked for an altar made of earth. I asked for an altar that was humble. I didn't ask for one of these high things, that now you're coming there, you're calling it a high place, all the way to this day. In other words, the entire time you were lived in the land of Israel that I was generous and gave it to you, this is what you did with the land. You looked for high places and built these bamos. Therefore, God says, I want you, Ezekiel, to say to the people of Israel, so says the Lord your God, are you going to be going in the way of your forefathers and defiling yourselves and and uh, after their ways and after after their disgusting practices that is what you're turning after that is where you're following so when you carry your presence your gifts by giving your children in fire with such disgusting practices, such horrific practices, you are defiling yourselves to all of your uh, uh, things that you worship, idols, etc. All the way until today, this is how bad it has become. And remember, this all started with a conversation. It all started when some elders came to ask Ezekiel, and God said, should I bother talking to them? And then God went on with this speech. And so he says over here, he refers back to these elders, and I should bother answering your questions, Beit Yisrael, you house of Israel. I should bother listening to your questions and responding to you. Chai ani. I swear, Noam says, God says, Adonai Elohim, the Lord your God, I swear I will not even bother answering your questions. You're not here because you genuinely want to seek out God. You are here only for your own benefit, for your own good. You're looking to hear what you want to hear, not what I actually have to say, God says. And this which comes up in your hearts, in your minds, in your spirits, you think, this shall never be. 
What is it that you think about? That which you say, You think we want to be just like all the other nations. We want to be just like all the other families of all the other lands. We want to go ahead and worship stone. This is the key thing here. God is trying to say through his prophets, and we've heard this so, so many times throughout the word of the prophets, but here Ezekiel is saying it in such a powerful way. The people think we want to be like them. We, for them, the philosophy is easy. Life is easy. What we need to know, how we act and behave is easy. All we have to do is sacrifice to this God, worship this God, do this, do that, and we get what we want. That's the whole deal. They don't want, but they don't want to be good. They don't want to be good people. They don't want to hear this message of, of righteousness. They don't want to hear this message of justice. They don't want to hear this message of taking care of the poor. Remember, these are uh, uh, this is how Ezekiel has been speaking this entire time, right? You don't want that. That was the message. I chose you to be different. I chose you to be special. And all you want is to be just like everyone else. Chai This is verse 33. God swears by his life, so to speak. Noom Adonai Elohim says the Lord God. If I won't do the following, which is with a strong, strong hand, an outstretched arm, and an outpouring of wrath, that is how I am going to rule over you. It's time. It's done. This is what God is saying. It's over. You, your nation is going to be destroyed. And what's going to be? You're going to be scattered around the world. This next verse 34 is interesting. Because he skips over the the destruction of the land, which we've discussed already many times in previous chapters, and jumps to when the people are scattered amongst the nations, when the people of Judea are now exiled and scattered to the corners of the earth in, in the diaspora. As the Jewish people are scattered around the world, what does God say? I am going to gather you back from all of those nations. I am going to gather you from all those lands. Those lands which, among which you have been scattered. With a strong hand of Israel and Natuya. And with an outstretched arm. And with the outpouring of wrath. This is not the wonderful return to to the land of the, our forefathers that we have seen uh, spoken of in the other prophets among the words, words of, of Isaiah and Jeremiah and so on. This is God saying that I am going to treat you with anger. I am going to be punishing you even when you're out there. And when I gather you up in those lands, I am still going to be angry. I'm still going to punish and where I'm going to bring you, I'm going to scatter you from place to place and place to place and place to place. I will bring you into the the wilderness of people. In other words, you think you're scattered to the corners, you're going to be scattered at even more corners. I will take out my judgment with you there, face to face. You and I. Just like I judge your forefathers in the land, in the wilderness of Egypt, meaning during those 40 years when God killed the entire generation that left Egypt 
and they all had to die before they left, entered the land, just like I did that to them and punished them there. And I took out from them the ones that I at least had hope for could build a future. Elohim, so says the Lord God, this is the same way that I am going to judge you when you are in exile. In exile, those among you that I have no hope for anymore are going to are gonna unfortunately perish there. And then... And this is verse 37, I'm going to pass you underneath the staff and I'm going to count you out. I'm going to say this one, you make it through the exile. This one, you do not make it through the exile. And then as I do that, as I clear out the ones of you who are not going to be worthy, I am going to bring you back into the the Mesoret, the Masoret, which is the it's sometimes used to mean tradition, uh, but here it means into the the covenant, the Brit, the covenant, which is a bond, a, a masoret, meaning a um, <clears throat> a like a from the language of maasor, which is a a, uh, uh, a something that ties something to something. So here into the covenant that ties us together. Uvaroti mikem, and I am going to clean out of you. I'm going to remove from you be those of you that rebel and sin and 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 against me. in the lands of the countries where they are wandering, Otsiotam, I'm going to take them, I'm going to get rid of them there. Right? But they are not going to come back to the land of Israel, Vidatem, and, and you will that's how you will know that I am God. and you you, the house of Israel, and this is one of the most fascinating uh, verses around, difficult to comprehend. So says the Lord your God. You want to go worship those those idols? Go ahead, worship those idols. Do what you want. And after you finish doing that, if you don't listen to me and come back and stop this kind of behavior, that shame could she. I'm telling you right now, you will not have a chance to profane my name anymore. With your gifts to those gods of Agilulechem and your disgusting idols. Right? Because I'm not going to let you. You want to go ahead? Go ahead and do it. It's like a dare. Go ahead and do it because you're going to be the ones who are going to be destroyed. Because I'm not going to allow you to stay around and continue to defile my name. Why? This is verse 40, Kivahar Kachi, because on my holy mountain, Bahar Merom Yisrael, on the high, lofty mountain of Israel, says the Lord God, Shami Abduni Kol Beis Yisrael Kulo Over there, the entire house of Israel is going to worship me. Now, what does this mean? The entire house of Israel is going to worship me if I just said that many of them are going to die. I'm going to take you out. Because, at the, the, the one way of understanding it is because. Um, those who um, who who have been who have been destroyed, right? Uh, now uh, the, the all that's left are the ones is the entire house of Israel is going to be righteous and is going to worship me. Um, so the ones that come back are the ones that cleared out. This is a very different kind of image from the image that Isaiah painted. Here we have a people that. Only part of the people, only those that are that remained faithful to God, those that did not 
take up God on his on his dare, so to speak, go ahead and worship those idols. Those those are the ones that are not going to be coming back. Show me Abduni over there on the house. I'm continuing verse 40. You will worship me. Call base Israel Kulo, the entire house of Israel. Baaret uh, Shom in the land. Shom Ertzain, there I am going to be uh, I'm going to be appeased by them. Ertzain, rather, I'm going to want them, I'm going to desire them, I'm going to take them or keep them. And then I'm going to want your offerings. In other words, those things which you come and bring to me, right, as 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 donations, the adreshit matzotechem, and the beginnings of your your of your burdens, uh, I mean, of the things. I'm sorry, matzotechem here is more the things that you carry to me, b'cholkachechem, in all of the sacred things, all the holy things you bring to me. This this reishit is all, of course, reminds us of the of the bikurim of the first fruits that were brought. The word trumotechem is the uh, reminds us of the teruma, the gifts that were given to the priestly cast. But these are things that are given in in earnest, things that are given honestly, things that are given out of generosity. Then, with a beautiful smell, a wonderful scent uh, that arises from the this new. Uh, um, presumably this new temple on the mountain, that's where I'm going to desire you again. I'm going to bring you back. When I take you out from the nations, and then I will gather you from all the lands that you had been scattered among them. And then, then I will become holy through you in the eyes of all the other nations. Here's this key thing. The purpose and point of the relationship between God and the people is so that the people should show and teach the entire world this is what it means to serve God. And they were doing the opposite. They were profaning the name of God, which was the opposite of the purpose of God's choosing to make this special relationship with the people. Now, vidyatem, and you will know, Adonai, that I am the Lord your God, when I bring you back to the land of Israel, to the land, the land that I raised my hand, I was generous, to give it to your fathers. And you will remember then, there, when you're regathered, you will remember at your bad ways, you will remember these, these, um, these uh, acts and 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 deeds, asher that you um that you defiled yourself with. In other words, how do you make sure to stay on the right path? Because you're going to remember what happened before, and you're going to remember how you were on the wrong path before, and what that ended up like. It didn't work out well. Unikote tem and you will um you will it will create this. A disgusting feeling in your heart, this feeling of shame in your in your faces. over all of those bad things that you did. and you will know that I am the Lord God. when I do with you all of this, leman shemi, I do all of all of this in order to for my name, in order to make my name great. not like your bad ways, and according to your evil bad bad plans that are disgusting Beit Yisrael, you house of Israel. So says the Lord God. This is an 
a kind of a different sort of a vision of the ultimate redemption. Yes, there's this wonderful relationship between God and the people that happens, but it happens because God in his anger gets rid of the bad. Gets it. God creates this relationship by getting rid of the bad, by implanting in the people this memory and this understanding that they have to stay on the right path because if they don't, the results will not be good. Anyway, this is the end of chapter 20. Thank you so much for studying Ezekiel 20 with me. Looking forward to studying chapter 21 and, of course, the entire book of Ezekiel.